Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live, pal. I mean, I hope we're live. One final time. Woo! One final time into the Sarlacc pit. I am Jose Youngs with MMAfighting.com here on the last episode of the Abe Side. I'm sure you all have questions about that. We'll answer that as we progress into the show. Nothing bad. Just a couple changes happening. But I teased we were going on in style. So we are going on in style rather than just have one voice. So it's obviously normally me and Casey plus a guest, sometimes two. We're going all out. Joining us this week, starting off because we might have a rotation going. We got. Sean Alshadi, one of the OGs of the live chat. Live chat. A lot of people think he started the live chat, apparently, on Twitter. Uh, no, no. Like, That's what I said. It, was, it, it dated back to our former colleague, Luke Thomas. Sean obviously took it over with Mark, but he's back to come full. What did you say? Time is a flat circle. I think that was Time phrase. is a flat circle, our, my friend. That was our first ever preview show, so it, time indeed has become a flat circle, whatever the phrasing is. Mike Heck? who just uh, did his, I believe, Mike, it was your last show in that iteration for What the Heck, correct? That is correct. There'll be more interviews. I know a lot of people have been like, oh, no more interviews. No, there'll still be interviews, uh, just not in that form. It, it's a little more freeing. I get a little little extra time. I can play my week out a little bit better. I don't have to like load up a lineup on Monday for Tuesday. Like This is good news, people, and we have other things coming. This is all good stuff, I promise you. And... Rounding out this, what is it, five-man panel. Last time we saw him, he introduced us to the newest member of the MMA fighting family. Welcome back, Brazilian legend, Guilherme. How's life? How's life as a dad? You getting any sleep? Life is good. Yeah, yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> I can't complain. My, my Alessa <laughs> sleeps overnight. It's, it's, she's amazing. Uh, life is good. Uh, right now, uh, earlier this morning, we were trying to, to break some news while changing diapers. It's a new life. Hey, that's the life. <laughs> get used to that. That's Mike, why they call him the beast. To, there you go. Mike, I think you're the only one other one on the site that's a dad, if I know correct. Have you broken news and changed diapers simultaneously? No, I haven't. Um, I, I haven't been as lucky as, <laughs> as Guillerme. Uh, so, no, I didn't break news. I didn't get to sleep at, at all in, in the overnight. I didn't get an overnight <laughs> sleeper like Guillerme. So consider yourself very lucky, my friend. It took me yeah, like know, two years to get a full night's sleep. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, looking forward to that, apparently. And Casey on the ones and twos, <laughs> producer extraordinaire. How's life in Englewood? I hear you're going to be a motorcyclist soon. Yeah, that's why I got to get this done and then, you know, hit up motorcycle class. And I've already done my little Zoom classes. Now I got to do my test and all that stuff. So got my little gloves, my helmet and everything. I'm good. Look at you, man. But anyway, you guys know the drill. This is not our show. This is your all show. We'll ask answer any questions you ask about MMA or whatever. Guillermo, of course, broke some big news or helped break some big news with Anderson Silva is apparently going to box Tio Ortiz. That's awesome. <laughs> That's <a fan>. Awesome. 
I should have a reaction, but I just don't. But anyway, yeah. Casey, what is our first questions right. from our loyalists? <laughs> first question. Here we go. Ready? This is a big one. Why? <laughs> why to what? Casey, we'll let, what do you think they're asking why about? I think they're asking why the uh, A-side is – why is this the last A-side? This is the last A-side because, as everyone is aware, Ara Hawani is coming back to the MMA Hour, which we are all very excited for. I'm sure he's going to get tons of content, but he is having two shows a week, and one of them will be at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, which was the time slot for this. So uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'll still be on the preview post shows. Maybe I'll be on various other shows that's coming, but – uh, he is taking this slot, which is I'm more than fine with. It's I will miss everyone, but I think Gary will do okay at this time slot. I'm just saying. Hey, hey, we're giving this kid a chance. We're giving yeah. this Hawaiian giving the chance. kid a chance. <laughs> <laughs> giving the new one a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, he's working like for this little. He's working for this little blog in Connecticut, um, Espen. So, um, you know what? <laughs> we we saw his LinkedIn account. We're like, you know what? I like it. You know. Gotta, Not even his LinkedIn. We saw him searching around on Craigslist yeah. and we reached out to him. So you know. this kid could go places. This kid could really I'm go not, places. No, no, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> no, expecta- no, expectations. no expectations. No expectations. Yeah. Me and Mike aren't going anywhere. We're just kind of removing the show. So. Right, here we go. Here we go. MMA from Azan Saman. What an amazing show this has been. Great run and interaction and and the interaction with you guys have been great. Ever since I found out, I've been asking four to five questions each show using my MMA fighting account. Well, appreciate that. And my friend's Twitter. It's friend's Twitter. Handle. Look at that. <laughs> Double dipping. God damn. The, the truth comes around. out on the final episode. I love it. Look at this. The show is around 9 to 10 p.m. Bangladesh time, which is perfect. Well, shout out to our fans in Bangladesh. Prime time. I didn't know those existed. We're killing had it a blast. in Bangladesh. Had a blast, <laughs> but all great things was coming to an end. Huge shout out to... Casey and Jose for delivering quality content. See you, boys. See you, see you soon, boys. That being said, any clue on Doug Rose's <laughs> next opponent and the date? I've seen Zhang Wiley train, but all she does is train. <laughs> That's true. All she does is train. Um, but I'm sure you guys all saw, I believe it was Trevor Whitman posted a video clip of Thug hitting mitts and doing a lot of like body work with him. And I don't know what it's called, Casey. I'm sure you do uh, that. It's body, body pad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his, I think the caption was day one of camp. So I'm sure everyone obviously saw that and we're probably like, oh, what's this? Do you have an opponent? I'll start I'll start with Mike because he's immediately to the right of me and we'll go down this way. Mike, what was your immediate reaction to seeing, quote unquote, day one of camp, Thug Rose? Kind of what I thought. I thought they would try to book her next fight on that November card, whether it's at MSG or some other events to be a co-main event for Kamara Uzan versus Colby Covington too. And my other thought was, we're going to get the Zhang Wei Li fight, aren't we? We're going to get that rematch. Even though Carla Sparza is right there, there's a story. She did everything she had to do to earn this fight. She went out there and finished Yan Zhaonan. Like, what else does this woman have to do to fight for a world title? But I have a feeling we're going to go back to Zhang Wei Li. Carla Sparza is going to have to wait. And that's what I think. I have no knowledge of this, but that's just what my gut is telling me. And my gut is right, like, 45% of the time. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Yeah, are you more confident so or less confident? Don't trust your gut is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> no. are, you, are you more or less confident than Mike that Zhang Weili will get the immediate rematch with Rose Namajunas? I'm more confident on that. Uh, last I checked, this has been a while, it's been a few weeks, uh, but I asked a source in the Zhang Weili's camp, and I was told that that, that was the, the direction they were going to book a rematch for the New York card. But that wasn't a done deal or not, anything like that. And I, and I uh, haven't asked him uh, again on that. But so I'm not sure. But that, that wouldn't surprise me because it's a, it's a bigger fight. With, with, I mean, in, in terms of names, more than Carlos Paz. I, 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 I agree that she deserved it, but it's the UFC. It's, there, there's no deserving in the UFC, unfortunately. Sean, you're shaking your head. What do you got to say about this possible it's rematch? Good. Because these gentlemen are right. I have a feeling, too, that it's going to be Zhang Weili in the end. And it's, again, I always say this, but it's the most UFC move possible, right? Like, it's so short-sighted. We've seen this happen with so many other people where it's just – because it, you throw her in there, and if she loses, then what? 
where are we at at that point? Like she's lost twice to the champ. She has no way back to the title as long as Rose is champion. Carla Esparza's current five fight winning streak is as many wins as Zhang Wei Li has in her entire UFC career. Like this is totally unjustified. I understand she was a very fun champion. She had one of the greatest fights of all time, if not also the greatest female fight of all time, the greatest women's fight I have ever seen in my entire life. Like I get that. But ultimately, Carla Carla Esparza deserves this shot. She has deserved this shot for a bit. And in particular, with this five-fight streak, man, like the story is there. It's a a really incredible story, too, to be talking about things coming full circle. For for it to come full circle to her, to where now her and Rose meet back up all these years later, and Rose is a completely different person, and now Rose is the champion, and Carla's the challenger. Like, it's such a fun story. I don't under, I, I just don't get this. Uh, but again, it's the most UFC move possible, and I'm sure they're absolutely going to book this rematch. Yeah, and I remember on the post shows for these various fights, because remember when Rose won, when she beat Zhang Weili, she brought up that fight against Carla and Yan Zhao Nan. She's like, well, I have to watch that fight too. So normally, when the champion is already mentioning your name, it's a good sign. And then we all agreed, I, Casey and Mike, I think you were on the preview show, we didn't think Carla was going to do what she did against Yan Zhao Nan, and then she just steamrolled through her and then we were like well that's it what, what else does she have to do but sean's right it is the most ufc move possible and then what happens if yan if zhang Li goes zero and two against the champ actually to me it's even then she's bigger. in the benavides vote then she's no, in the benavides yeah. no it's even worse though if 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 zhang actually wins then carla Esparza Trilogy. is even extra screwed <laughs> that means yeah, then you got to run the rubber match yeah at then that you have point, to run right? the rubber match so that's why i hate this fight so much and um yeah, it's stupid and lots of stupid and yeah. They're gonna. They're and with gonna the, I, I have to say too, with the way that the frequency with which I love Rose, but she doesn't defend this title very often, yeah. even when she was champion the first time. We're if if Zhang Weili wins, we probably will be looking at a, a series similar to DC Stipe, where it's like once, once a year. year. Yeah. We're seeing this title and this trilogy takes like three years to play out. It's just like this division is too good for that. Like you have Mackenzie Dern and Carlos Spars and all these people just sitting here. Like come on. And I don't understand why the UFC would even tempt this right now, especially if the way the world is. Look, Rose trains in the States. Carla trains in the States. We're going to have lots of crazy travel restrictions and craziness happening in the world. Why invest in this fight with a person that trains on the other side of the world right now when you don't have to, when you have a, a more legitimate contender right there of Carla Esparza? It's dumb. Even to think, to yeah, think about Sean, that. Yeah, sorry. And Sean makes, Sean makes such a good point. There's like... It's a lose-lose, right? Because if Zhang Weili loses, now you have two of the best 115-pounders in the world completely out of the title picture as long as Rose has the title. Yoana ain't getting a title shot anytime soon because Rose already beat her twice. Now Zhang Weili's out of the title picture as long as Rose – I mean, it's just nothing the, – the long-term effect of this is bad for one of the best divisions in the sport right now. It's just – it's just silly. Like I, I get why they're doing it for a short-term gain, but long-term, it makes no sense to do this. Fight. What's the short-term Sorry. gain other than viewership? That in China? fight will that but, that fight is slightly more intriguing to the general public. I mean, not even it's slightly. The box, it's more it's intriguing. The, I don't think it is, though. Public. I don't think it is. I think you UFC. Yeah, the UFC yeah. has to sell the loss. They got us. This if they promote this correctly, this is a to me a much easier fight to promote than than Wei Li. You know, you have two. Uh, we all have the same manager. We're all saying the same thing. We're all on the same page. Yeah, that's, very, that's, that's all, good. Too. That's true. They too. all have the same manager. All three of them. And worst case scenario is Zhang Weili wins, and then they run it back with Yoana, and then Rose and Carla are doing the rematch, and it's not for a title in the co-main event, possibly. Like that's worst case scenario. But uh, let's not end. This <laughs> let's not. End I do like that the sad. the caption <laughs> for that question was just MMA. It's very to the point. We got some more MMA questions coming up. <laughs> um, here we go. Um, Apples and oranges <laughs> from Terrence Leverett. <laughs> is that we Terrence appreciate you asking it, Dana uh, about the intro. Is that, about that, uh, money again. Huh? Terrence Le- no, Terrence Leverett has asked many a question. Yeah. Terrence Leverett uh, is like a is like an OG commenter, yeah. but it's true. We we questions are out there. We appreciate you asking Dana. Born our it is one hundred percent. So this is the Terrence is clearly saying thank you to Casey for asking Dana White about a possible interim bantamweight title. He goes on to say one thirty five needs an interim belt. Any 
any other division, Dana would have made the champ give up the belt. Why is it that Amanda pushing back every fight? I know this one doesn't count due to COVID, but her last three fights have all been pushed back. Do you think she's tired of fighting and lacks motivation? So that's the first question. So, Guy, I'll start with you. Uh, Amanda Nunes obviously was supposed to defend her title against Juliana Pena at UFC 265 this most this past weekend in Houston. That obviously didn't happen because Amanda Nunes tested positive for COVID and it got pushed back. Dana White is shoot, hoping for obviously fourth quarter, but there's no official word. Juliana Pena even crashed the press conference to get to the bottom of it. Um, she's back in the gym, so I'll ask you: Do you think Amanda Nunes is tired of fighting and lacks motivation? I don't think so. It's, it's, it's not like Amanda hasn't fought in, since 2019. She has fought twice uh, since the end, defending her second belt. So it's just the UFC has her as a two-division champion that defends both titles. So she's going to uh, take some time off from one division uh, eventually. So I don't I, I don't think it makes that much sense to, to create an interim title. Uh, yeah, the featherweight division is a mess. It's not, it's not actually a division. But... Uh, it's the UFC's uh, way to to promote this champ champ, and uh, so I don't think the UFC makes sense. It, w- it would make sense to to, to have a, a an interim title. Yeah, we know that making sense and creating interim titles are uh, actually something that drives the UFC to make that decision. We just saw the heavyweight title, the heavyweight division, getting a, an interim champion like three months after Gunn was crowned. But I don't think it makes much sense to. We all know uh, Amanda Nunes is the best bantamweight in the world. Yeah, there's there's someone in the team that doesn't rank her the number one right now, but it's uh, we I don't, don't rank. Yeah, I think guns. I don't. So. Well, I think I think the whole ask, I think the a lot of the interim 135 talk, like the genesis of this was like obviously everyone agrees Amanda is the best 135 in the world, but like. The headlining card was an interim title that no one wanted. And there is a much yeah, bigger argument to make a that was, the, that was the reason for this. Like, if you're going to make this fake belt after three months, why can't you make a fake belt after more than a year away? So, uh, Sean, do we need an interim title at Women's Bantamweight? Do we need one? I mean, I don't know. I do love sort of this retroactive uh, outrage about this because, like, you know, who was really calling for a bantamweight title fight over these last 18 months, right? Like, that division is still very in a very weird place. You look at the top two contenders, it's still GDR and Holly Holm. Amanda beat the brakes off of both of them. Like, there hasn't been at any point over the last year and a half this, you know, big gaping hole where it's just like, well, we, obviously we need to keep bantamweight moving. Like, the division is kind of stagnant. At this point, and it just feels like it's not very interesting because Amanda is so head and shoulders above everybody else. At this point, though, I mean, we we might be nearing a a point where we do need uh, an interim title fight. But of all the interim title fights we've seen, not including this uh, heavyweight one, because this one was just a special kind of stupid. But outside of all of those, like, is anybody really going to respect whoever wins that interim belt? Right. Like, that's very it seems like a very clear like, well, you're just you're not the real champion type of situation. So I don't know. I mean, the, the whole thing is... Which, which one are you talking about? Which interim belt? Uh, well, I mean, this late latest one, obviously, but also women's bantamweight. If we did a women's bantamweight one, it's just like of, of the respect level of that person as champion, like that's a one out of 10, right? Like you're clearly not Amanda Nunes. Uh, so it's a tough situation. I mean, as, if the, as long as they can book Pena versus Nunes before, you know, the, the late part of the year, like I would hope... That, uh, that we can just keep this moving. Mike, same question. Thoughts on an interim title of women's bantamweight? I mean, my first thought is, like, I, I had a feeling. I, I know why this question was brought up, Casey, so he could get a little pat on the back in a way. But uh, <laughs> whatever. I mean, so what? Like, I mean, I, I agree with Sean. He, he said everything I, I would have said. Like, if Julia, who's, and, and, and if you do an interim title right now, like, who is Juliana Payne even in a fight right now? Like, who else is there? Aspen Ladd hasn't fought in a long time. She's getting ready to fight Macy Chieson. Jermaine Duranamy had surgery earlier this year on her hands. Who knows when she's going to be back? And they just fought, and, Dur- and Duranamy submitted Juliana Pena when she's never submitted anybody before. So, I mean, like, wh- who's even there to do an interim title with? Like, I, I don't. I don't understand this talk for an interim belt because there's nobody for Juliana Payne to fight besides Amanda Nunes right now. So, That's, I mean, if they make it, whatevs. But I think I we're mean, bitching about Julia Payne getting a title shot. 
I don't like, have any I don't have any issue with Juliana Pena getting the next title shot or fighting for the belt next. I think I do agree with Mike. I just don't think there's a clear dance partner for Juliana at interim. So I, also I argued want, I want ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want Amanda and Juliana to fight. Like I don't want to lose like if Juliana loses, I don't want to lose out on her fighting Amanda Nunes. So I am fine waiting for that to get rebooked. That's I the thing. Like, where is the urgency for this? Right here. Yeah. This I, guy. I also I also was a proponent of doing Nunes GDR again. And the reason why yeah. was when I interviewed GDR after she submitted Juliana Pena, she said, I want to fight Amanda Nunes one more time for the title. If I win, I'm a world champion. If I lose, I will retire. I will walk away right there and then. She will put her career on the line to fight Amanda Nunes one more time. That to me is probably the most interesting story at women's 135 pounds right now. It is. It just is. Like, I know we've seen the fight already. Nunez won pretty convincingly. But just adding that little aspect to this fight is the most interesting thing this division can have right now. It just is. I mean, Dupeny, it's fresh. But that, to me, is more interesting and more sellable. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Question two from Terrence Leverett. Crazy antics aside, do you think Conor would be better off if you went back to 145? <laughs> If Jose Aldo can make no. 135, I am sure Connor can make 145 again, given his resources. I know his pride won't let him. We'll let him go back after a loss, though. Gee, uh, I'm going to start with you again. Uh, do you think Connor can make 145 again, real quick? I don't think so. After growing all the way up to 170, living life the way he's like bulking up, I don't. I don't think they, he, he wants to. No Maybe way. if it takes like three years of hard work, he can make it. But <laughs> there's no way he's gonna. Why there's he's no gonna way. do that? that? That doesn't make sense. Mike, real quick, do you think Connor can make 145 again? To quote the great Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh-uh, "No chance." <laughs> Sean. No, absolutely not. He's 33. He's not 23 years old anymore, right? Like the dudes. Close. I don't know how much money he has, but he has more money than all come all of us combined will ever see in our entire lives. Like he has He's no the richest athlete to, in the world in 2021. Yeah, he has no impetus at all to try to kill his body to get down to 145. Like we saw when he was like not nearly this rich and how hard it was for for mm-hmm. him to do that. But now he's just swimming in luxury. Like why would he ever do that? That makes no sense. Did you see Max Kellerman say he wanted to run it back, Connor Aldo at 155? Yeah, well, cool. someone needs to learn <laughs> right, right. That's right, right. a little cool. bit about what Jose Aldo's doing. Casey, okay, so remember backstage at uh, UFC 264, they did that weird transition with Max Kellerman on the TV. Oh, when yeah. he like was leading, and we were all just, it was like a seven-second awkward silence of yeah. him staring off into space. Regardless, anyway. Number three. Oh, interesting question. If you could all start your own YouTube channel that didn't have anything to do with MMA, what would it be about and what's stopping oh. you? Damn, going down the line. What's Mike. stopping you from doing that? What is stopping you? That's confrontational. <laughs> wow. Bunch of lazy what would, bastards. What would make you happy and why are you not doing it? <laughs> Take shit. All right. Mike, I'll start with you unless you want more time to think about it. I mean, to me, I would talk about like mid to late 90s pro wrestling because I geek oh. out over that stuff. Like ECW. Um, those kinds of things I geek out over that. And then maybe like 80s, early 90s Red Sox baseball and just running down those old lineups. Man, you are stuck in the past. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun to go. It's fun to look back. It is fun, man. Those 80s and 90s Red Sox teams were a blast. Anyway, uh, Gee, what would you do a uh, what would you do a podcast on or a YouTube show on? Cool scars? I don't think I, I, I don't think I would ever have a 
my own YouTube channel. But if I had to, I would just talk about cars. Cars? <laughs> wow. That's yeah. how it is. Oh, think. man. That's awesome. I've known yeah. you all this time. I didn't know you were a big car guy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've been like reading about it like since I was a kid. Wow. My, my, my dad loves it and just pass it on to me. When you say so wait, cars, so do you was, mean like like building yeah. cars and stuff, or like F one? No, 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 like, like talking about cars, reviews and stuff like that. I, oh wow! I, oh, okay. I, I follow a lot of YouTube channels about it. I, I think I would do something about that, but I, I don't. I, I I won't do that. I will never do it. But if I had to do something about it, um, uh, um, YouTube channel it would be about cars. Sean. Oh man, now I kind of want to just hear Guillermo's car channel. Um, <laughs> me too. Dude, me too. <laughs> He's got me intrigued. I didn't know this. Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smash that like and subscribe yeah, right. button. Um, for me, I mean, obviously Phoenix Suns would probably be one. Uh, that would probably be a pretty sad podcast right now, though, uh, and for the foreseeable future. I'm not still not over that. Uh, also, I think probably the other one would maybe be some f- form of like video game podcast, maybe could be some form of nostalgic video game or maybe modern day. I don't know that modern day I have as much to say about, but I still uh, am a huge gamer and I have all this knowledge and stupid information in my head that I, I can't do anything with <laughs> or talk to anybody about. So maybe something like that. Casey? Uh, probably some combination of uh, pro wrestling and metal and hardcore. Yeah. I think you guys already know my answer. I've tweeted about it enough. I'd probably, I think you I'd need probably, to start a comics channel, frankly. Dude, I What's wanted to. You from, 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 from what is stopping you from doing it? What is stopping you? The world of mixed martial arts doesn't stop. That's what I tried to do a live chat once, and they announced that Anderson Silva was boxing Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I'm like, well, there goes my night, and I just had to go. Go to work. So that is what's stopping me is MMA. Um, I have to say, so Jose, Jose, I've been on a a rabbit hole lately with that Comics Explained channel. I'm sure you've seen Mm -hmm. this guy on Mm -hmm. YouTube. The Comics Explained, like goes in depth. To me, that just feels like that should be you. Like you could easily do that and probably better or at least more captivating for me. He's very good. I do think he's wrong. I don't want to say he's wrong. He, He glosses over things a lot and leaves a lot of things out because they're comic books are so convoluted that it gets really complicated and if he's going on a straight line there are like seven paths he could take and he's ignoring six of them because i think yeah i think he's missing the broad spectrum like if he did one with loki loki is so convoluted because he's been around for 60 years that he's just like missing yeah me and jed have talked about this me and jed's uh fandom of comic books are very parallel like we i think jed and i could nail that but that's what Dude, I've been on car rides with you. Me and you have been on long car rides to Vegas, and it basically becomes a Comics Explained channel where I'm just like, hey, tell me about this guy, and then you'll talk for like 45 minutes straight. You'll probably do it, but we'll figure it out. I want, I do want a podcast where I interview MMA fighters about their weird hobbies. Like, I really want an hour-long conversation with Brandon Moreno about Funkos. Like, that would fascinate me. Jed, you want to talk about Calvin Hobbs? We'll get Israel Adesanya on the show too, and, and we'll and, talk and an hour every week. Izzy and Ryan Hall, they're the biggest. They Calvin love Calvin Hobbs. Hobbs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Izzy, Izzy has some good Calvin Hobbs ink too. Uh, thank you for your question. Long time, Mike. Answer. If you ever want to do a, pot, a YouTube channel on the territories of professional wrestling, I am there because that is the most fascinating era of pro wrestling for me. I'm in, man. We'll figure it out. Four Corner Sports and why? Longtime commenter. With Gone winning the interim belt, Gone will face Francis to unify the belts. But how do you Maybe. guys see that fight paying, playing Damn. out? Does Francis get picked apart from the outside until Gone goes from the goes for the kill, or does Gone get put to sleep by the power of Francis and Gano? Hashtag the A side. Uh, I'm going to also preface this with saying everyone go watch Damon Martin's interview with. Uh, Fernand Lopez, which is Cyril Gon's current coach, Francis Ngannou's old coach, he goes very into detail. And I don't – he obviously favors Gon, but since he's trained with Francis so much, he obviously points out a lot of the strengths Francis has. So it's a lot less biased than I thought it was going to be. It's a very fascinating to listen to. It's also like 50 minutes long, and that guy talks a lot. So after this, go watch that. Sean, really early – predictions for a fight that's not even announced yet <laughs> how do you see francis got versus cyril gone playing out man i'm sure my mind probably is going to change a couple different times by the time this gets here but right now in this early going i still just have to favor francis 
for me, it is really hard to pick anybody other than Francis Ngannou when it comes to any heavyweight fight ever right now. Because I've just never seen anybody like this guy. Like, I've never seen anybody have the death touch in a real tangible way like this guy has. And to do like we talk about Derek Lewis of like, oh, you know, 25 minutes, you just got to land one. It's just like Francis Ngannou is that times 10 where like even a jab or like some weird backwards, you know, punch is, is going to knock you out. Like you've never been knocked out before in your life and you're going to be out for like 20 minutes. So like, I don't know. Right now I favor Francis, but I, it, it is a damn, damn good fight. And I have a feeling these dudes are going to be fighting multiple times over the course of their career. It really feels like these are the two true like new breed of heavyweight that uh, we're getting in in this sport. And I, I'm really excited for it. Guillermo, who you got? Uh, I would also favor uh, Ngano, but Gun is so technical; it's it's incredible. But we haven't seen anyone like march forward against him. Like they don't even care; just try to to knock his head off. Uh, he has fought some some people with uh, amazing knockout power, like JDS and Derek Lewis. But no one has really like paid no respects to his striking. Francis Gun has trained him for 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 a long time, so maybe he knows something we 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 we, we don't know. How that 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 will play out, but based on uh, Francis Ngannou's uh, fight, MMA fights when he just likes to knock your head off, and this new version of him that we saw in the Miochi rematch, I think he's way more of a dangerous fighter than just just uh, headhunter. So I would favor him, but I know that Sirigan uh, has what it takes to to like outstrike him to to just play. Uh, a smart fight and maybe win win, win a decision because he, he has the ground game as well he's not like yeah. just a, a striker he has a, a very very solid ground game and we've seen Francis Ngannou struggle with that in the past so that's a tough fight for him Mike we going three for three on Francis between you guys yeah I mean to me, like when a fight's this close in my mind, first of all, I'm all in on it. I am so all in on this fight. All my chips, boom, right in the middle of the table for this fight. Um, when a fight's this close, I I have the to be the man, you got to beat the man mentality. And I know both of them have belts, but, you know, Francis is the man. He's the champion. Cyril has said as such since the fight has been booked. So I'm so fascinated by it. I'm going with like I would lean Francis right now, but I'm as fascinated as I am with the fight. I am just as fascinated with how the coaches are going to approach this fight inside the room mm-hmm. leading up to the day. Like, how is Eric Nixick going to prepare for Cyril Gaon? How is Fernand Lopez, who at, I mean, at this moment, he might be the most underrated coach in the sport right now. He's done this two different times. And Sean talked about this on the post-fight show and, and, and said it perfectly. But just to see how Fernand Lopez at this day would prepare for Francis and Ghana because like he said, Francis is a different guy. Now he's got some, some different tools. He's learned how to sort of harness his power and harness how quickly he needs to go out and finish fights, even though he still does them ridiculously fast. He doesn't need to finish them ridiculously fast. Like maybe he had to in the past. So everything about this fight switches the on switch on like i love everything about it and i can't wait for it i hope i hope we get to see it by the end of the year but if not like if this headline is the first pay-per-view in january sign me up i cannot wait for it also one thing too is, is francis forces the issue right like francis forces the issue like no other heavyweight in the world like you're just not gonna avoid that dude no like i understand right. cyril gone has this incredible footwork and his fluidity and all of this but like francis is just gonna rush you and like anything that he hits, like it's gonna it's gonna be maximum power. Like I I am fascinated to see how that plays out. I'm gonna pick Cyril Gone just to be different, but I think it's I actually I knew you would. I just want to. I think Francis like it's so close to me. Like I don't I don't agree that Cyril should be favorited. Like was the early odds, Cyril Gone is the favorite, right? If I he remember is, yeah. that correctly, yeah, I would favor. Francis, I just want to be different because this is my show and it's the last show. So I'm going to be different. Also, Fernand Lopez laid out Cyril Gon's like uh, training, like how much he like makes him do footwork drills for like two hours at the beginning of every camp. And then he goes into training. So uh, his camp is clearly on point. Fernand Lopez laid out why like kind of the issues with him and Francis and it had nothing to do with him leaving, it had everything to do with Francis ignoring game plans and everything like that. He said Cyril's not that guy. He's going to put a game plan, and Cyril will follow it. So 
But anyway, Gee, I think Gee, Sean, Mike, if you two of you can rotate out, I think, because we got two other fun guests coming. Unless you guys right. want to add anything about this. It's great timing. My All my right. battery is about to die in a way. So who wants to stick around <laughs> and who wants wait, to say, uh, say, 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 say bye, Gui. Bye bye, guys. Been a pleasure. I love the side. Gonna miss you, but you're gonna still be on the team. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> and wow, gone. just like that. <laughs> Brutal. Wait, I have to go. Yeah. Uh, I have to go give my dogs uh, uh, some eye drops medicine. So I got. I'll, I'll rotate it out as well. Found out yesterday she has cataracts and both eyes developing. Oh, so that's odd. Yes, really, Damn, man. Unfortunate for that. Hey. Yeah. So nice. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's a big bummer. Jeez. Uh, uh. I'll hang out for that. But I, I want to say, Jose, man, uh, obviously I passed this show off to you a couple years ago uh, and I knew you would kill it and I was absolutely right. You, you crushed it. It's been an awesome time watching you do this show, watching you grow with this show. And as, I, as we've all said, like you're obviously not going anywhere. We're going to do, be doing a bunch of big stuff, so I'm not going to give you some big send off here. But you absolutely killed it, my man. Uh, I appreciate you and uh, I can't wait to see what we're doing in the future. Me neither. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Boom, he's gone. Bye, Sean. Yeah, he's gone too. Well, I guess I'm gonna. I'll stay. Yeah, All right. Mike, you hang out? Yeah, no, Mike's staying. Sure. Where, where, where are the other? Where's three and four? Are they calling in? They were watching. I got. They had the link. They needed to click. Oh, here we go. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I was actually going to volunteer to duck out because, like, you hear me and see me too much. So I was just no like, way, I'll, man. I'll, 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 I'll be the bro. Joining <laughs> us. But look at that haircut. AK, the cleanly shaved AK Lee. But, Mike, I like having you on this because normally you're the host of shows. Yes, you, know, you, don't, you don't really get to be a pundit. So anytime you can, like, hop on, I'm more than happy. And then, of course, are you are you champion still? Jed, I don't. I I've missed. No, I, if you're on, the, if you're on between the links, normally I don't watch. I think Phoenix might still be champion technically. Uh, yeah, she's just. Yeah, I don't know if we actually have a champion. We're just like playing games right now. Yeah, oh, we're gonna we're crowd gonna a champion be. this week on BTL. I could tell you that you right go. now. We're gonna restart. Oh, anyway. competing. Oh, it's a three-way dance, my friend. It's well, triple oh, threat style. Well, Hell yeah. We will we will save the the breaking news on between the links till the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> so we can get to some fun questions that can be shot off. AK, how's life with no hair? What's up, soy boys? Wow. What's up, soy boys? <laughs> Coming in hot. You sheeple. We gotta talk about these things, man. We gotta talk about these things, man. That's a that's a great <laughs> shirt, AK. It is. It looks. You no. You're wearing a great shirt. You know who like loves. You know who loves MMA fighting shirts more than anyone. Habib. 
Habib's const still <laughs> wears them. He still he trains in them. These shirts are comfortable. Very, hell, they are. It's very comfortable. It's really good. Our former it's our former good. colleague Danny Segura once uh, told me at the store of when Habib was in studio for the MMA Hour, and he gave him someone gave him a shirt, and he goes, "Oh, the rest of my team will take them too." So he they took like thirty MMA fighting shirts for all of Dagestan. Nice. That's why we didn't have any for a bit because I was saying thirty is more shirts than we've ever had as an yeah. organization. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Cynthia, breast cam. Breast anyway, cam. you guys know the drill. That was at UAK. That was at UAK. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Questions. Oh crap! Where's, it? Where's my question screen? There we go. Here we go. Uh, oh. The show used to be so good when Sean started it. Oh. Yes, I've I actually answered this question on Twitter, and then someone I I believe someone responded with no, uh, Eric like he's like Sean started it and Luke started the MMA beat. I'm like those are both incorrect. Luke started the, the live chat. Ariel started the MMA beat. Hey, they may have started, but we're gonna finish it. Yeah, man. Yeah. We actually we actually created <laughs> MMA. The four Thanks, of us Donnie actually Brooke. created this martial yeah. art. So. Thanks, Thick Poppy. I'm going to go look at this guy's Twitter right now. Thick Poppy. I want to know. I got to go, guys. Gems. I want to know what other Big gems Bobby's this pressure. guy has been dropping on social media. People just love Al Shadi. Like, a little too, I, a little too much. Writing, I, don't, I don't know you why. I can't blame him for that. He's okay. Play. I've been writing the morning report for five years now, which a whole separate thing, but <laughs> I still get messages being like, it was better when Sean did it. Well, it was like oh, a yeah. decade ago. Let it go, man. <laughs> hey, the, are you providing a better argument though? It's like it's just yeah. Did, uh, no, do you argue I, better? No, you just like yeah. Sean is better than I am, sure. But have you ever seen Sean's, arm, Sean's arms? Like when he flexes, it's, it's, it's incredible. Okay, Casey, uh, you say that you should see a picture of like Sean in college. He was a monster. It's like alarming. What's he doing? It is alarming let's find, how uh, monstrous. Hold on, let's find. Let's. Uh, You're not going to find a photo. You will not find a photo of it. Anyway, Casey, what's our question? The uh, uh, question is, I want to see. That's not a question. I want. I want to see a photo. That's all. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, uh, can you read that? Oh, I can novel. try. UFC 267. Before I ask my question, I want to take some time to thank you guys for all the hard work that you've all provided with the ASI live chat. So this will be the last show, and I'm excited for what's to come. Hopefully, there will still be a segment where fans can interact by submitting questions to you guys, but we'll see what happens. Again, thank you for all the hard work. Uh, all the hard work you guys have done. Yes, thanks to everyone, to Mike, AK, Jed, and Casey. My question is, what are your thoughts on what UFC 267 Blahovich versus Teixeira is shaping up to be. I know Casey has to be excited for the matchup between Jandarova versus Hebos. <laughs> Casey, they have you nailed. <laughs> you could also have St St uh, Sterling versus Jan on this card as well. What other matchups are you hoping to be on this card? It looks like the focus will be on the international fights since this card will take place in Abu Dhabi. Jed, I'll start with you. A, what do you make of the current lineup of UFC 267, which will go down in Abu Dhabi. The UFC officially tweeted that. And I believe Islam Mahacha versus Rafael Dos Anjos has also been added to that card. So we got two title fights plus a marquee lightweight fight plus this uh, women's strawweight fight between Jandaroba and Kiba. So what do you make of this card so far? I mean, the card's going to be really good. Uh, you've already seen them drop uh, whatever they UFC did that promo for the return to Abu Dhabi. They're clearly going to like make a big push on this because Dana White's saving the world from communism <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and so they're, they're, getting, they're getting really big behind this card. And, I mean, it already looks really good. You know I love Yanni Blocko. Lo love me some Yanni Blocko as the champ. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan, great fight. Uh, we get the return of Hamza. Hamza Chimaev, yep. knock on wood. This is we'll the leech. Again. Yeah, like that's actually a like a really good fight and like a really good step for Hamzat. And I I want to see what Hamzat is, you know? Like I want to see if is he actually the prospect we kind of prematurely anointed him, basically. Uh, but maybe he actually is that good. I don't know. Like it's gonna be a really good card. There's a lot of a lot of stuff on it, and hell yeah, like I this is great. Way to go fight island. <laughs> There's a couple other also, fights on this card. What's up? 
Oh, I also just want to say there is a place you, whoever commented, can interact with people. And it's you can just tweet me your questions about MMA and I will answer them every weekend in the hot tweets there you column. Go. So, I wanted to plug that at the end, but there you go. Anyway, uh, some other fights on this card. We got Walt Harris versus Tied to Ivasa and Alexander Volkov versus Marcin Tibor. So a couple interesting heavyweight fights and a couple other fighters that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce their name, but still fun fights. Well, AK, what do you, go ahead, Casey. Wait, wait, is this the card that they're going to say is going to be for free on daytime? So I believe this, this is, is going is. to be a non-title, non-pay-per-view numbered event, yes. That's this is correct. Awesome. And it's going to happen at like noon Eastern. Yeah. It's going to be freaking oh. sick. Unless, <laughs> yeah, so whoever's, if one of us goes to Abu Dhabi, it will be primetime Abu Dhabi time and then uh, early if days. One of us goes. <laughs> if you go, so what do you think it's going to be? You're not sitting my ass to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> they, they get a Jed gets off the plane and they immediately send you back for your fire. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're not doing this. What do you mean <laughs> there's no chicken nuggets here? And then they just send you back anyway. AK, what are your thoughts on the early lineup for UFC 267? Fingers crossed uh, it stays first intact. Of all, I have yeah. not been able to find a high school photo of uh, Chanel Shadi uh, publicly still through, at least that? at least through, that's what I've been doing this whole time. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> uh, through Google Images, I mean, there's a pretty early picture of him, obviously, his LinkedIn. But I think when he was well past high school, uh, we, we, he and I are not friends on Facebook, apparently. So um, I sent him a request, and um, as soon as he accepts, <laughs> I will start going through the photos, and I will send you guys a photo if I can find one. Um, he went. If anyone knows, uh, he uh, it is all public. He went to Arizona State University, of course, and uh, Sandra Day O'Connor High School, named after the uh, AK. Focus, AK. Focus. Uh, Focused on the only thing that matters. I want to find swole Sean Al Shadi photos. Swoler, swoler, not UFC, swole, swoler. You have two sixty. Whatever. Oh, who's fighting? Oh, John Blahovitz. <laughs> yeah, Blahovitz. Great fight. That's a great fight. Uh, Ultimate Australia. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, two title fights. Whatever. We, Sandra, if anyone can send me a, a like a yearbook photo from Sandra Day O'Connor High School. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, I love the card. I love how the card is shaping up so far. I love that it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's. I love that's not going to be on pay-per-view midday. Sounds fantastic. Um, no, very good looking card. This is this is like the ideal card for I don't know if they're brand are they ditching the Fight Island branding? Nope. Nope. They hashtagged it up. It was not in the oh, oh did they? It? it wasn't in the promo. It was not in the promo that was released yesterday. The official it was uh, the official promo that was released on UFC and uh UFC News. There was no mention of Fight Island, which made me wonder, which I wasn't sure why. Um so I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to to maybe the pay per view itself they're gonna call, like that for the the smaller shows we'll call them Fight Island shows. But either way, it was it was certainly less prominent. Okay, well they're not um, doing but, the they're not saying Fight Island, but it's all the it's all the uh, Abu Dhabi. It's an, it's a big tourism thing. Yes. It's all the hashtag yeah. tourism, oh, that, tourism, that is, tourism. That's thing. what I'm saying. That's front and center. That I think is yeah. they want to replace the Fight Island branding. They want the tourism um, Abu Dhabi stuff. Uh, but. Uh, you guys kind of mentioned the uh, tie to a Voss of Walt Harris matchup. This is one that I've kind of been like, I wasn't like crazy about, but Mike and the on to the next one listeners made very, a very strong case for, you know, this is, could be a, that a feel good fight. Good, good versus good. You don't like it. Casey. That fight sucks. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Before you, ch- hold on. Before you chime in. I, I didn't like Your it. Your opinion's off on this, by the way. It is. It is a battle of the Saints. Tie to Voss just good came off, beat Greg Hardy, the most the, yes. the evil, hated guy in the heavyweight division. Know, so now okay, we're so. going to make him beat up the mo- the guy that we're so desperate to get a or win. Walt, or Walt Harris beats him up. I think they're just saying it's a, it's a, it's a good versus good Exactly. Story. Just, just do Walt Harris versus Greg guys. Hardy. Greg Hardy ain't cut Walt. yet. Hey, why not no. just do Greg Hardy, Derek Lewis now? They've been talking. Correct. Yeah. The correct yeah, no, answer. No, that's, that's, the that's the one Mike has been pushing now. But why don't yeah, – so don't we want Walt Harris to win? I think maybe Walt win Harris this fight. Won- yeah, he's a winnable fight. He's not, he can he's win like, this fight. He's also, not, he's not like a two to one underdog to tie to. He's on a, what, a four fight losing streak, knocked out four Three. straight times. Yeah, Three who do you lose to? Yeah, who do you lose to, Casey? Just you're always talking about you're always talking about quality of competition. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you give him the worst heavyweight, and you give him Greg Hardy. What if he lost to him then? 
when Greg Hardy beats him and Watt Harris is far the UFC caliber. What a, what a horrible moment that would be. He loses to Ty Tuivasa. At least we can all kind of stomach it. He loses. No, he, he, loses he, got, he got hit once. He wasn't he close hit, to losing to Greg Hardy. He got, he got hit once. Um, but do, do but, you write, do you write Greg Hardy's Instagram post? I think it's you. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> but I think uh, I think what, what the, the idea is, you know, a, a loss to Ty Tuivasa would be easier to stomach. No one would really feel bad about it. I mean, you know, it's. I, I look, I'd love to see Walt Harris beat up Greg Hardy too, but I, I can't lie. There is that part of me that's like, God, what if Greg Hardy beat him? It would be like one of the worst moments of whatever year that that happens in. And so I'm okay with trying to avoid that scenario. I don't even want Greg Hardy getting another fight in the UFC period. So that's why I don't care about yeah, that. He will. Um, I'm sure he will. That's fine. Whatever. But tied to Avasa, I, I'm not again. I don't get thought my, it wasn't my number one choice for Walt Harris, but I get why people are saying it's a feel good fight. Whoever wins, I think we can all be happy about it. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. And, so I'm okay with it, but I think it's it, that's one to showcase, kind of showcase the, like the depth of this card. Um, a lot of good. Oh, Volkov Tabor, another good heavyweight matchup. Really yeah, like that. There's, one. I like the fight. Top the bottom as like, card. I like the fight as like a mixed martial arts fight. But I have said this a few times in various preview and post shows. I'm in the camp that wins and losses matter, regardless of who you fight and stuff like that. And someone on a three fight win streak fighting someone on a three fight losing streak that doesn't make sense to me. But I like the fight as a fight. And I know Jed's laughing about something. I'm or not other. laughing at you at all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I don't like the fight for that reason, screen. but I don't have a... F- also, if, if Walt Harris loses, he's 13 and 11. Like, it's, r- like, yeah, it's rough to, great. you know, keep your job in the UFC if you're 13 and 11 on a four-fight losing streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that'd be true against anyone. That'd be true against anyone. Thoughts on this so. card? Yeah. Real quick um, thoughts on this card as a I, whole. Yeah, I mean everybody already said everything. Um yeah, but I will say the the reason the reason the Fight Island brand is no longer is because it went over like like a fart in church. I mean it just did. Bellator's dealing with that right now with 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 the Fedor Tim Johnson fight. They everyone had this unbelievable vision of what fight island is going to be it's going to be on this island it's going to be like bodog fight and the waves are going to be crashing into the sand as the octagons right in the middle of the beach and instead we get abu dhabi which is a fine place but it's is not it? what we wanted it was the same thing i, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know it's not the same thing no. they put it in a they no, no, put no, it on the beach I mean. they put it yeah that's what i mean like, yeah there's island, no change like if you if no you watch yeah, it's not fight exactly, island cards yeah. If you watch the Fight Island cards, I could be like, that's in Duluth, Iowa. And you'd be like, yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite part exactly. of the new promo. The new promo they dropped where it's like a Dana White voiceover saying, you guys saw what I did when we weren't allowed to have fans. Just wait till I can blow it out. Like, you do the same thing you've done for 20 years, bro. You, you haven't changed your aesthetic or anything yeah. literally ever. Yeah. No, that's it's true. ridiculous. Let's go that's back a, to yeah. Rochester, New York. It, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's literally the same. Throw thing. some sand on the walkouts, and you just call it Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no one knows but I it. liked the I liked the Flash Forum as like a venue, like to watch those fights. It was kind of cool on Abu Dhabi. You could, wait, till, wait till Dana has fans. Yeah, I was in that arena too, and it was half built. And I was there. That <laughs> seems way done. more fun, half built arena. Yeah. No, I don't. You hadn't been to the new arena, Casey. In Abu Dhabi. Oh no! I was at the one that they built for uh, Habib uh, Dustin. When like there were like yeah. just giant puddles of water, and like they and they literally finished the building like ten minutes before the fight started. It right. was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Right. <laughs> we had to wear hard hats and stuff when we would go into the the arena on uh, Fight Island. That was a trip too. Anyway, why are you scared of life, man? We just wear hard hats in any UFC event. Yeah, fans are reckless out there. Thanks. <laughs> <clears throat> Terrence Leverett, I don't know if you talked about this in the past, but how excited, how excited that CO is allowing Pride Colorado, rules? Does yeah. this, oh, Colorado is allowing Pride rules. Does this mean that if the UFC goes to Colorado, we can see knees to grounded opponents? Who would benefit more from this, strikers or wrestlers? Oh, wrestlers, wrestlers, probably. Wait, benefit more? Is, no, yeah. stri- strikers. If he's talking strikers. about like, like strikers. Strikers. strikers, benefit way more than from the grounded knees. Yeah. Yeah, well, like if I think it's well, it clearly benefits both, but I could see arguments for both. But like I remember when Chuck Liddell, I interviewed him on the red carpet of the Hall of Fame once. He goes like, if you could just like get side control 
and just knee a dude in the skull while you were holding him down, like that would be such a game changer for wrestlers too. And it would it would completely change how you defend like yeah. everything anyway. Uh, North Jed, South position, you, you're, you're Jed, essentially dead. You're a corpse. Yeah, you're 100%. <laughs> Jed, you want to see a dead body inside an octagon with knees to the ground at opponents? I, I don't know. I'm not Sean Strickland. I do not want to see a dead body. I'd like to see somebody that I have to – like it's a real fine line you got to walk because you want to see somebody get almost dead, but you want them to survive. So it's it's a real it's a real uh, moral conundrum what I'd like to see because Wait, why do people think we're going to die? It's I wasn't what? I'm not I don't think anyone's going to die. It was more like a no no no. But even yeah, Brandon, there's no more violence. It's just actually oh, yeah. more finishes. Yeah, it was just yeah. hyperbole. It's oh, just. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. – I don't think a referee will allow a human being to die in an octagon. It was just more like – Yeah, knees to the head of a grounded opponent are not going – That that's not the thing yeah. that's going to do. <laughs> yeah. It was more However, like – you know how people are like, oh, if you allow like 12, 6 elbows, you can shatter a man's skull and stuff like that. That was the whole argument back in the day. Mike, real quick, do you want what – what are your initial thoughts on Colorado allowing pride rules? Just good on Colorado for – being different and being unique and opening up the door for different things. Wow. It's amazing what happens when we have multiple things to talk about and multiple rule sets and, and different ways we can go about it. Like I have a feeling Colorado is going to be a very interesting state for the sport and in combat sports in general over the next five years. So uh, I spoke with somebody from the Colorado commission and you know, as long as the commission looks at all these different rule sets and they say, okay, I'm cool. They're going to allow all of this to happen. They're going to allow all sorts of different stuff to, to go down in, in their crazy state. So I'm, I think it's very good. I think it's cool and could open up for some very unique opportunities over the next few years. I, I, I highly doubt the UFC uh, uses the pride rules. Never. I think they're going to, I think no they're going to stick with the non-unified unified rules uh, of MMA. <laughs> Stupid rules. Uh, that's what we call them. Well, no, oh, Casey, no, let's not. No, they come on, no, suck. Casey. As a, as a lover of rules, I take that very. Pr- <laughs> I, I prefer we don't call. I prefer we don't call any rules stupid. Every rule is special. Uh, every rule is special in its own. Every rule set is special in its own way. Let us not judge. Please, please do not speak so crudely of rules. No um, rules. But yes, I. I why would, is, it, why I is would this be, show ending? We shouldn't end the show. I, <laughs> I would be. I'd be shocked if the UFC implemented any of these potential pride rules, uh, even if they go to co- whenever they're able to go back to Colorado. Uh, no, nah, they're going to stick with the non-unified unifieds. Now, now, before we get Casey's thoughts on this, you guys all have to get out of here at like eleven o'clock Pacific time, right? Don't you guys have like a something you got to go to? Mike, I'm AK, fine. right? Five minutes. Like five minutes. I got to go. Are you trying to get rid of me? Whatever. No, I just want to know what our hard, hard time out is because we'll, I want we'll to get guys to like. We'll go out at eleven. We'll go out. We'll go out. We'll go out at eleven. So anyway, okay. my thing. Yeah, my thing about the Colorado though is it's not about the UFC. To me, the big thing is now other promotions, even like Bellator or PFL, if they want to, they can go to Colorado and now they can do something that will really differentiate themselves from the UFC beyond just mm-hmm. you know having a different color aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know. Now, yes, like, yes. Bellator, we're going there, and boom! Like the, the big advertisement, we're allowing the we're allowing the, the superior rule set, you know, and so it gives it something different, you know. So that's all I'm hoping for, you know. Beyond the, the stupidity of the sport, that there's different rules for the same sport in basically every state, you know. If we're gonna go that way, we might as well go all out and have one state where just you know we have the superior rule set. Anarchy. Imagine Gamebred FC bare knuckle MMA with these pride rules, oh. and it benefits strikers more. So wrestlers yeah. can't do crappy uh, takedowns and just grab at ankles because then you will get slaughtered. But once you are on the ground, then you know that's it. then it's just uh, grapplers delight down there. With right, but one what one thing to keep in mind before everybody gets overly excited about this mm-hmm. is that yeah, Bellator can't just call Colorado and be like, Hey, we want to do pride rules. It doesn't work like that. They have to like write up their own unique set of rules, how they want to do it. And then it has to be approved by the commission. So it's not like they could be like, Hey, Colorado, let's do knees to grounded opponents. Doesn't work that way. It's going to take time and they have to write up a whole different things and then it's got to be approved. So, oh, my best rules, friend, I, I, rules, my best, my best sorry. friend, I love, I love when you talk about, no, it's a good thing. I love when you talk oh. about rules. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was, that was wonderful. Red tape. 
<laughs> we got any rapid fire questions? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I'm actually going to the comments now because we've had some people leave some nice comments for us now. Um, maybe the, the last time on the A side. <laughs> oh, uh, Duval! Hopefully not the last time in general. Hopefully we'll be sending Jose Youngs back there uh, in no time. Uh, we'll see what the, uh, the upcoming. <laughs> have you seen? I, want, I don't want, love Duval. I don't want to see. Cre- I don't want to see creepy pervert looking Fred Durst anywhere in Florida. Oh, are, are we going to talk about new Fred Durst? <laughs> no, we're not. Oh. We're not going to talk about new Fred Durst. He looks like someone. He looks like a, a like exactly what I would expect Fred Durst to new, look like in New and. And you with an umlaut over it, right, Casey? You didn't any oh, new, new Fred Durst, new Fred, new Fred. That that comment AK. made me angry. That, that so sentence made me right angry. Now. I'm blushing, AK. Anyway. When, you, when you said that, I was like, oh, you're, mm. you're a wonderful yeah. guy. Um, real quick, real quick, actual MMA question. When is Nunez versus Pena happening? Uh, Nunez seems to think December. <laughs> I bet maybe maybe December. Just because it seems like a lot of the pay per views are kind of locked up right now with double title fights, but who knows? Unless they want to do a triple title fight card. Yeah, it's just light talks right now, is what I've yeah, been told. Nothing, nothing is even, they haven't even really dates specifically thrown out yet. But they said Nunez tested negative, so I'm assuming. She's back in, the, like Mike Brown tweeted a photo of, yeah, Mike Brown posted a photo of her back in the gym already. So she's so, like ready to rock whenever. That's uh, That's a good sign. That's a very good sign. Do, 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 do. All right. Um, oh, great shirt, Sean. <laughs> that was like what, was Sean, what shirt was wearing? What sh- shirt was he wearing? He's wearing this shirt. Oh, the, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, do we have any more of those shirts? I want one of those, we Mike. It to. took me a year and a half. They're all in they're all all, I mean, I'm at the same mark right now, so I believe I've yeah. I've earned a shirt. Year and a half. No questions, just you tears. Yes. Shirt. No. We're all not. No, no, one's no going tears. anywhere. Happy tears. No one's Happy going tears. anywhere. Yeah. Happy, Happy tears for, for what Jose and everyone else was able to achieve with this show. Okay, right. sure. You, usually, I don't put up troll comments, but I got to put this one up. Tristan mm. <laughs> <Nice>. Shirthouse. <laughs> there you go. Jed's all right. <laughs> Jed's all right. Okay. AK is the star of this episode. He's crushing it. <laughs> there you go. He was the star of the post-fight show too, talking about <laughs> slow and softball. Gone trolling with still tipping was hilarious. LOL. So I wasn't was. in Houston, but I I was like watching the fight on my phone because I was at like a wedding thing, and I couldn't <laughs> hear it. But when everyone started to tweet about it, I blasted the volume volume on my phone and like held it up to my ear, and people were like looking at me very puzzled why i was listening to music like i looked like one of those assholes that just listens to music on his speakerphone in like a public setting but but you were just one of those assholes at a wedding watching watching a sports event watching fish (laughs) fighting yeah it happens and then i I turned that asshole yeah that's more explicable than why are you listening to mike jones in 2021 at a wedding hey man some people, some no, people like living in the past. I, Mike Jones is Mike Jones, but uh, yeah. Fernando Lopez uh, kind of went into detail about like when they walked out and how funny it was. Uh, so go watch the interview with uh, Damon too. He kind of okay. chuckles about that. I gotta say, I did, I did wimp out a bit at the press conference when I noticed that Gon was wearing a DJ Screw shirt DJ at Screw. the press conference, yeah, yeah. and like because I, at the beginning, you have you have the way you set up UFC PR goes. Uh, do you have you guys have questions? I wasn't planning to ask questions. So I was like, oh crap! Now I do got a question because I was gonna yeah. go, hey, what's up with that? What is up with yeah. that? Because Trey, I'm the not, truth was right in front of him. So I was like, we got to get some. Like, were you trolling us? You know. So I I'm not the biggest DJ Screw fan, but I respect what he does. I'm not big into the chopped and screwed style of music. It's just not my bag of tea. But I respect what he's done for the city of Houston and put it on the map. Trey, the truth is awesome too though but casey we got a heart out at 11 right so yeah, yeah, wait yeah. wait wait can we can we read the super positive comment you know that's casey uh, you better throw it up now right yeah yeah yeah. throw it up throw it up we both see it oh not it sounds oh, like all oh, the okay, changes yeah, will yeah. be great but just want to say I, thank Jessica. you all for the laughs and giving us something to look forward to during the whole pandemic lockdown and pandemic a side forever also shout out to jessica uh crystal queen she sent me some cool pins the other day one of, i can't remember what they're like sitting in my uh living room uh, my girlfriend likes them too. She wants to put one on one of her leather jackets. One of them had books, and oh my god, I can't remember what the other one was. Which, very, thank you so much, Jasmine Crystal Queen, for the awesome Casey. pins. Yes, Casey, sir. can you grab Tim Hoogstein's comment as well? Can you? It's this is this is a, really says what. There it is. This is what Jose. Hey, I just got back from MMA recently after a long time not paying attention. You guys are the most informative and engaging observers out there. Thanks. So keep it up. 
Well, uh, thanks, Tim Hoogstein. Anyway. You are educated. Your show, anyway. your program is edu- educated, educated people. Well, here's what I'm going to say. All right. Everyone, submit your tweets to Jed for hot tweets, AK. And Mike, do on to the next one after every show. AK is, of course, the master of robbery review. We're all still going to be on Between the Links and post shows and preview shows and all that. Casey, thank you so much for taking over the – I don't know where you are on my screen, but I remember when I was doing this on Google Hangouts and me and P2 were just reading the questions out loud. And then Casey came in at the middle of the pandemic and really made the show – pardon my French, as cute Derek Lewis – Made the show look fucking awesome. And I want to say one thing. I want to say thank you, too. And I have a big list. AK helps me with this list. Roxanne Modafari, Lauren Hill, Brian Kelleher, Jose Shorty Torres, oh. Dean Thomas, Angela Hill, Ben Rothwell, Corey Sanhagen, Mylon McCann, Lee Malay McFarlane, Uriah Faber, Andre Feely, Sarah Kaufman, Elias Theodoro, Jared Cannonier, Joe Lozon, Mike Chiesa, Anthony Smith, Mackenzie Dern, Ashley Evan Smith, <laughs> Pro wrestlers, Biggie, Hurricane Helms, gentlemen Jack Gallagher, our homies, Sean Rossap, Kristen King, Ant Walker, Andreas Hale, Matt Wells, Jade Morris, Chisanga Malata, Danny Segura, Danny Austin, Chris Rini, and of course, Guillermo Cruz, Mike Heck, AK Lee, Casey Lydon, Sean Alshadi, Jed, my best friend in the world, Pizza Carroll, Alex Savage, my partner in crime, literally couldn't do this job without you, and Esther Lynn, who literally helps me become a good MMA reporter on the scene. Thanks, everyone. This has been it for the A-Side Live chat. We will not see you next Wednesday, but you will see the MMA Hour next Wednesday and Monday, for that matter. We'll see you on various preview and post-site shows. We're out. AK? I gotta watch the Lauren Hill episode. Did I say Lauren Hill? Yeah. Angela. <laughs> Angela. Duval. <laughs> or Lord Ripley. Angela Hill. That's hilarious. <laughs> happy birthday, well, happy AK! Birthday. No, happy birthday, Jose. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Call mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.